being equal, the National Federation of Demolition Contractors will soon have a new president. William Crooks of Coordin Demolition is set to take over from previous president Holly Price. And for William Crooks, this is the culmination of a long-term commitment to the Federation, as you're about to hear. I was going through some old photographs the other day, and I came across a few from the 2006 NFTC AGM, and there lurking in the background was, was you. Your presidency comes as the culmination of, of quite a long-term commitment to the Federation, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I've been, a, I've been an officer for, I think, 15 years altogether. I've done the regional chairmanship twice, um, and the second time I did it, I did it for three years, um, just to bring everybody in line with, so everybody changed at the same time. So yeah, it's been quite a long commitment. I mean, no, I've enjoyed it and I've met a lot of good people and made a lot of good friends as well. So why are you such a believer in the Federation? I think, well, it's the voice of the demolition industry. Um, that, you know, it's, um, it's out there. And when, I mean, I'm not from a demolition background. Uh, I started in demolition uh, as green as grass. And I think I soon found out that, that uh, the contractors that I was looking at and wanted to emulate were members of the NFDC. So it was a great and very proud day when our company, you know, when Corden actually got into the Federation. And it wasn't just for me, it was for the, for, the, for the workforce that had worked for me right from the beginning to get that accolation that they were now members of the NFDC. And uh, as I say, coming forward to be president after all that time, it will be a very proud moment for me, um, if hopefully I do get it in a three weeks time. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think it's as relevant now as ever. I think it's, a, it's an important organisation and it's the place to be if you, if you want to be considered a serious demolition contractor. And that's what I thought 25 years ago, and I still think it now. now you're a first generation demolition man, but your two sons are true demolition men in their own right, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean, right from when a young age, even when they were, you know, in the toddlers in a car seat, they always wanted to go to the sites. They, they loved watching the machines and the, and, the, and the workers on the site, you know, boss of sons here, and they always used to make a boss of them. And they've never really had any other intention of wanting to join the business. They weren't that interested in staying on at school. And uh, they've took a different line. They've had a lot of training and, and sort of the education in demolition. They worked on the tools to start with. They did all the horrible, dirty jobs that you, know, that you have to do as a demolition contractor. And they've worked their way up now. And you know, they spend a lot of time on the management, um, you know, buying machinery themselves. I, I really sort of let them get on with a lot of it. That's, uh, I think that's the only way to learn sometimes is is not let your uh, let your predecessors tell you what to do. You need to make find your own way. But they really enjoy it. They live and breathe uh, demolition. Obviously, your predecessor's presidency was curtailed by the COVID-19 crisis and the subsequent lockdown. But the election of the NFDC's first female president, that's a big step forward, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Holly has done a tremendous job. An unsung hero, really. Uh, the amount of work she's put in and and particularly at the beginning of the coronavirus, that, that time then when nobody really knew what what on earth was happening. Uh, she's done a tremendous job. And I don't I don't think, yeah, whilst it's great that we, we've got a, um, a female president, I don't think the fact that she's female, she, she's done a fantastic job. And I think she's done a better job than probably uh, one or two other people could have done. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's great to have um, that uh, accolade that most organizations seem to be bumping into now that it's the, it's the first um, female uh, representative. But I can see that going on in the future with, with, other, with other, others coming forward as well. And in, in another 10 years time, it'll probably just be the norm. 
given the easing of lockdown restrictions, are we likely to see a physical NFTC convention this year? No, unfortunately, we made an early decision to um, cancel that. It, we couldn't take the risk, and I don't think probably there'll be a, a, a lot of um, people wanting to go abroad uh, to a convention. But what we are doing is, it's the NFDC's 80th anniversary from when it was formed. Formed back in 1941, uh, during the middle of the Second World War. And we were asked by Winston Churchill to form an organization to help with the, with the demolition of the dangerous structures caused by uh, you know, the Blitz. And um, it, it, it's something I think is important that we do uh, celebrate our 80th year. And we'll be having a, um, an 80th celebration lunch uh, in London on the end of October. Uh, can't quite get the date confirmed just yet, but we're working on it now. And hopefully we'll get as many you know, demolition members and associates there and have a, have a good time. And also we can fulfill the, uh, the biannual uh, meeting, which we'd normally hold at the convention. Given the way we've all been forced to embrace Zoom meetings and remote communications, is there really a, a desire and a need for a formal organisation like the NFDC in this day and age? I think there's no doubt, Mark, that, that, that uh, the communications and the meetings we have on Teams and Zoom and, and everything else has made a massive difference, not just the demolition industry, but you know all, all, all businesses and the amount of time and effort and, and uh, our carbon footprint, that's probably saved, is tremendous. But, I know everyone's suffering at the moment, that they can't meet people and they can't uh, interact, whether it be through business or, or on a personal basis. And I know that when, when you get 350 demolition uh, contractors together and, and, and they love to talk about demolition, put 10 demolition workers in a room, they talk about demolition. I don't think we're ever going to get, get away from that. So. And that's how a lot of the uh, methods of how we do demolition and, and the new technologies are brought forward with meeting the ISPs in particular, who always, always well support the Federation. Uh, we we get, gain new things from them and we gain things from talking to each other. So yeah, I think the relevance of the NFDC as far as that concerned is, all, is, is still as, as good now as it's ever been and it's as relevant. I think virtually all of the memorable NFDC presidents of years gone by have had something of a theme to their presidency. Where will your focus lie? I think those, th those past presidents have done a tremendous job. I mean, they really set about modernising the, uh, the, the Federation for the 21st century and some of the things they brought in, like the site audit scheme and, and the uh, health testing, and recently uh, the, the things that Holly has brought in on mental health and pushed that forward. I think it's really pushed us into being a very modern organisation, um, which uh, so, as I see, I don't, I don't see the president as being a, uh, as presidential as they used to be. I think it's all about the members now and making sure that the members' voices are heard, whether you come from the very north of Scotland or whether you come from you know, the tip of Cornwall or the centre of London. So it's very, I think that's an important part of the Federation now, is to make sure that we communicate properly and that the message gets out there. So, so to me, yeah, I know there's some fantastic characters and done a tremendous job, but I think at the moment, particularly with coronavirus, I think it's time for a steady hand at the helm to make sure the NFDC carries on its, its, its modernisation and forward into the rest of the 21st century to last another 80 years. It's an interesting period for both the NFDC and the IDE, with both presidents now coming from the Midlands region. That really shows the, the growth and the influence of, of the Midlands region, doesn't it? Yeah, I think um, the Midlands and, and particularly the East Midlands uh, 
it's grown tremendously. I mean, East Midlands is probably one of the fastest growing areas in the country at the moment. And the three big cities, or three cities, Derby, Leicester and Nottingham. Uh, you can see that uh, from that uh, growth there, that the demolition contractors who were regarded probably years ago as more of a, a local firm, have now embraced that and grown in size. And we're doing contracts uh, all over the country. And I know that um, Richard at AR and, uh, and Melvin at Total and ourselves, you know, we, we work all over the place and we're becoming, uh, you know, larger companies and our reputation's growing, which can only be good, not only for ourselves, but also for the East Midlands and, and the Federation. And it's good to see some people from that area of the country uh, at, the, at the top of the uh, tree, as it were, in, the, in both the IDE and the NFDC. Now, your opposite number over at the IDE, Richard Dolman of AR Demolition, made the industry headlines recently when he came clean about an incident he'd suffered on one of his sites. And it's not so long ago that you were facing media scrutiny over an incident on one of your sites. So do you share Richard's concept and, and idea that we need to be more open and more transparent about near misses and accidents? Oh yes, 100%. I mean, Richard, uh, I know he's always promoted that right from, from years ago, before he was but before he was uh, on the uh, line to be president of the uh, IDA. And I think it's something I totally agree with. It's the only way that this industry can learn from its mistakes is by investigating them and, and getting some of the points out there so the rest of the members and, and the demolition industry in general can um, to look at those. So I think the NFDC have already, already talked about that, um, you know, in, in the past. And we, from some of the uh, investigations we've made, even in the last 12 months, we've put some uh, the news you can use, which is on our, our website, it goes emailed out to all our members. Um, we, we, it gets out there, and I think that's going to be even more to the forefront, in, hopefully and definitely in my uh, presidency. And we've got we've, we've allocated the budget through the finance committee to 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 embrace more of the health and safety spot side and spend more time on that. So yeah, I totally agree with Richard. I think he's uh, he's totally correct on that, and I think it's the way forward. Yeah, we are speaking just as the fifth anniversary of the Didcot disaster has passed. I'm not going to ask you to comment on the incident itself, but five years is a hell of a long time, isn't it? Given the, the relationship between the NFDC and the, the health and safety executive, is there any way that you can bring some pressure to bear to get these fatalities and accidents investigated in a more timely fashion? As a demolition contractor, every day you walk out the front door, it, it, it and any sort of incident, let alone, uh, you know, some of that we've seen recently. And I know from when you talked about my own incident uh, 18 months ago, it's it's the it's the worst case scenario. And, you know, it, it's whether anybody's hurt or not, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. And, our, you know, our hearts and as, as demolition contractors and workers go out to all the families and friends of the people who have been either hurt or, or even killed in, in any demolition and even and we looked at the one that we've seen in america just recently even across the water i think the demolition industry has looked at that and our hearts go out to those people as far as the hc is concerned they've got an enormously difficult job and they're linked obviously with the police if there is a, if there's a fatality and it takes time to investigate it and in an ideal world it would become a lot uh, you know conclusion a lot quicker but the amount of technical knowledge and expertise that is required to look at some of these incidents and then you've and you've had the, the it's sort of getting enough evidence and uh, to, to make sure they do do a proper investigation and they do get that investigation right and not only that um 
you know, it's, it's important and it can take time. And I don't think, well, we, we had a, a recent conversation with over the on HC forum, which the NFDC does with, uh, I think every six months with the HC. And we had a quite a conversation there between Holly and myself and, and Howard and a, and a representative from HC. And we talked about that then and, you know, we couldn't make comments on it because they were still investigating. And I think he, he made valid points that if they don't get it investigated right, you know, they're on hiding to nothing. So yes, it's going to take time. And I think we just have to sort of grin our, grit our teeth and bear with that. And then hopefully when we do get any resolution to any incident, including the incident that I've had, uh, we then can go from that and get the points out there to teach the members and inform the members more about it. So final question, William. Imagine it's your last day as NFDC president and you're looking back over the past two years in the hot seat. What would you hope to have achieved? I think the biggest thing uh, is that when the members say, well, William did a good job, I think he can't do much more than that. Uh, and that's important to me. But there's, there's, some, there's some things I want to do. Um, I think it's important and I think we're missing a trick with our representation uh, to the government. I think we've been working on that and I know Holly's been working on that recently to get um, a, a link to the government and, and a, from them to us and us to them. It's important to keep that channel open that, so that if we've got problems, we, we can speak to someone within government to, to try and get those problems on the agenda. And I think if they want to, you know, if any government wants to um, get information on um, on demolition, I mean, they normally come to you, Mark. So, um, <laughs> on your, after I heard you on Radio 4 a few weeks ago. but. Um, yeah, I think it's important that we open those open those more. We used to have a parliamentary parliamentary representative, and I think that's something I'd like to see uh, in place by the time I left as president. And secondly, uh, I know I always try and look forward. It's just the way I am, but it's great to look back into the past. And and this organisation was formed uh, during, as I said earlier, in the Blitz. We were asked to um, form by Winston Churchill to help out. And many of our members at that time and, the, and other demolition contractors and, and workers risked their lives and unfortunately lost their lives in, in that, uh, that, that period of time. And I would like to see um, some form of recognition of that, which would either form part of a memorial somewhere and, and even to be able to, you know, on, on the 11th of um, November, do the war pass at the Cenotaph. There's plenty of other uh, contractors and, and workers that do take part in that. And I think it would be time that an organisation found has to be founded by Mr Churchill had the opportunity. So that's another thing I would like to see before I finish.